Hey Weirdo, what's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 1 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. I'm Creative Director Gabe White, broadcasting from my super awesome secret lair in my bedroom. Who's there? Gabe, it's Dad. I know you've been interviewing superheroes, and I know you're kind of trying to do your own thing in there, but am I allowed to come in yet? Can't come in until I'm finished decorating. How will we know when you're done decorating? When the color-changing paint is dry. Color-changing paint? Gabe, that sounds really expensive. How much is it going to cost to get this color-changing paint? I think maybe a million dollars. A million dollars? Gabe, we're a podcast. We don't actually even have a budget. Oh. I respect the idea of getting the superhero layer set up and looking nice, but I think we've got to find a less costly way to do that. Do you have any other ideas? Let's have listeners send in their amazing art that we can use to decorate the walls of my lair. That sounds like a great idea, Gabe. And listeners, we're so excited, not just about the heroes that Gabe might be hiring, but we're excited about the heroes that you've dreamed up as well. Who knows? Maybe your art will tell us about a hero that we need to hire. So send in your art to hero at justusweirdos.com, or you can submit them on our website, or share them with us on social media. And don't forget, we're still running the promotion. That's right. Tell us about your weirdest superpower with the hashtag WeirdoPower, and you could win a free Just Us Weirdos t-shirt. We will be collecting all of the tweets and Facebook messages and Instagram messages that use the hashtag WeirdoPower and are copied at Just Us Weirdos on Twitter or Facebook or Just Us Weirdos Podcast on Instagram. And for our season finale, we will be picking one lucky winner to get a 100% discount coupon for one item in our store. You can check out the merchandise at justusweirdos.com store. Also, send in your artwork with a hashtag weirdopower. So I'm glad we got all that out of the way. Are you ready for me to tell people about what happened last week on Just Us Weirdos? Sure, I've got a chemist to fire anyway. Last episode on Just Us Weirdos, we saw our first superhero fight. Graphene, IT Girl, and Beninja joined together to stop Fish Out of Water, who was hiding in the mansion of Miss Gwenifer Work, Vice President at Binary Consolidated, the world's most successful company. During the fight, they realized that Fish Out of Water wasn't actually a villain. In fact, he was trying to be a superhero on a team started by Binary Consolidated. Fish invited the other heroes to join the team at Binary, and while Beninja and IT Girl were suspicious, Graphene thought it might be helpful to have an adult supporting their heroic adventures. Before we get started with today's episode, I do have a content warning. Today's episode is intended for immature audiences. It contains scenes of ranking superheroes by how cool their powers are, and ranking people who should be saved by how much money they have. Huh. Come to think of it, that's pretty heavy stuff, even for immature audiences. So kids, if there's an adult nearby, please be aware that listening to this episode might give them an existential crisis. 
And even if you don't know what that is, give them a hug, pat their back, and say, they're there, everything will be okay. Because now it's time to get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. Here is episode number 14 of Just Us Weirdos. A force of nature. Downtown Quadropolis, the 18th floor of Binary Consolidated, where the executive offices are. Graphene sits in a clean, crisp waiting room, thinking over the last 24 hours, and a mission that started off as surveillance and ended as a fight, then an alliance with fish out of water. This was followed by a mad chase out of the house of an executive of the world's most successful company. The chase started because the CEO of another successful company was coming over to yell at Graphene's friends. Graphene's glad she got out before the yelling. She's never met Kirby's family, but if they're anything like Dagny's, they make her nervous. And she's definitely feeling nervous now as she waits to talk to Dagny's mom, the Vice President of Product Development at Binary Consolidated, Miss Gwenifer Work. If the person in this waiting room did not have her costume on and was just Amina, she would only ever dare refer to this woman as Mrs. Work. But she thinks to herself that Graphene might speak differently to adults. Maybe Graphene would call her Gwenifer. Graphene taps on her commune at one more time to see if she can get Beninja or IT Girl. When they don't come on, she grits her teeth. She does not know what happened to either of her friends who stayed to take the heat last night. She does know that she expected a stern talking to when she got home last night. But it never came. Mrs. Work had called Amina's parents before she got home and somehow smoothed everything over. Her parents had been furious over a miscommunication about a sleepover. And Graphene's not sure why Mrs. Work made the call, but she knows she's glad she did. A phone buzzes on the desk of a binary employee near Graphene. Mrs. Work's voice comes over the intercom. Kyle, send her in. The young man at the desk has dark circles under his crazy-looking eyes. He taps on his phone and says, It's Henry, Mrs. Work. Graphene hears the sound of paper shuffling, and the intercom buzzes again. My calendar shows a meeting with Graphene, not Henry. Please send Graphene in, Kyle. Yes, Mrs. Work. Henry says. Graphene steps into the intimidating hugeness of Mrs. Work's office, which is made even more threatening by containing very little furniture, aside from a solid wood desk and a work table. Welcome, Mrs. Work says. Can I ask Kyle to get you anything? Uh, no, Mrs. Work. I'm all set, Graphene says. And then she mentally kicks herself because she realizes that Graphene calls her Mrs. Work, too. Very good. Please take a seat, Amina. Thank you. Wait, wait, what? Who? Uh, I, I don't know. Who's this Amina you speak of? I'm Graphene. Ha 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 Don't worry. Jules didn't give away your secret. I'm not the smartest person in the world, I know that must be true. But, if you made a list of the 20 most intelligent people in the world, I am confident I would be on it. 
It wasn't hard to figure out who you really are. Graphene stands frozen next to a chair. Then, seeing nothing else to do, she pulls off her mask. Do you know who any of the rest of us are? Mrs. Work touches her fingertips together and gives a calculating look at Amina. I know there are more of you, but I don't know who they are, and Jules is not giving me more information. Don't worry, I haven't asked you here to interrogate you. Amina nods. So, why am I here? Jules mentioned a team. Mrs. Work gives a single nod. Somehow her body language indicates that Amina is supposed to stop speaking, and also that she does not have a choice in this matter. So she stops. Mrs. Work smiles. Did you know that successful companies in America used to live longer than American people? In the middle of last century, a human might only live 70 years, and most successful companies lasted 80 or more. Amina nods because she knows she is supposed to. But she cannot imagine why this information is helpful right now. Nonetheless, Mrs. Work continues. Today, most successful companies only live 10 years, if they're lucky. The world is changing faster than it ever has before. But I have never been one to rely on luck for myself or for my company. I make my own luck. For many years, Wondar has been the only superhero in Quadropolis. Amina thinks to herself, That's interesting. For one of the smartest people in the world, Mrs. Work doesn't seem to know that Wondar is the invention of Quadropolis's local mind controller. Mrs. Work continues, However, the pace of change and technical innovation mean that superpowers are now within human grasp, via technical and other means. This means we will start seeing many more heroes besides just Wondar. I intend to be at the forefront of the superhero movement. As Mrs. Work continues talking, Amina realizes she is trying to remember the last time she did homework. She must have done it recently. The curse that gave her her powers has an ugly side effect if she forgets to do it. But Amina doesn't remember when she did it or how much she did. She's got to get some done soon. Then Amina realizes she's not paying attention to Mrs. Work anymore. Mrs. Work seems to notice, and Amina is scared that she's going to get in trouble. But Mrs. Work just laughs. I'm sorry. I'm treating you like you're some business person at Kuramoto or something. We can stop talking. Let me show you what it is I'm trying to do. She stabs a long finger at her intercom and says, Kyle, hold my calls. Yes, Mrs. Work, Henry says over the intercom. And, by the way, it's Henry. I don't care if Henry is on the phone. I'm busy. Take a message. Mrs. Work leads Amina down the hall to an elevator and they go all the way to the loading docks on the first floor. As the elevator slows down, Mrs. Work says, Amina, let me present you with Binary Consolidated's latest innovation. This is the Nimble Spider Exoskeleton Suit, or the NSE Suit, as my team calls it. 
the elevator door slides open to reveal a warehouse dominated by a huge white robot. The NSE suit is as long as a semi-truck. It has eight limbs and rises like a spider off the warehouse floor, tall as a two-story house at its highest point. Mrs. Work points to the center of the robotic suit where the eight legs come together. There is a glass-enclosed pod like a fighter jet's cockpit. Despite the complexity of this machine, a single pilot can drive it using a neural interface to cooperatively control it with an artificial intelligence. This is the pinnacle of Binary Consolidated's research. Amina, some people are born heroes like you. Amina decides not to tell her about the curse that gave her her powers. My vision is to pair people like you with the heroes that I make. Uh, sounds great, Amina says, still awed by the sheer size and frightening presence of the NSE suit. The elevator dings behind them, and Henry steps out with a long, white, coffin-shaped box. Amina recognizes it. It's the same kind of box that contained the super suit that she and IT girl stole a few weeks before her first mission. Mrs. Work smiles. Of course, the toys aren't just for us normals. As you know, we can enhance your super abilities with technology as well. Here, try it on. Mrs. Work opens the coffin with her palm print. And smiling, Amina slides the activation bar on the tablet mounted to the supersuit. Moving with a mind of its own, the supersuit snakes onto her body. Even on top of the blue striped tracksuit that Butlerbot made for her, it's a perfect fit. Amina hates the purple accents on the shoulders of the dark gray suit. It's her least favorite color. But she loves the idea of having stealth mode, jet boots, and enhanced strength once again. Why'd you make it purple? She says. It tests well with our focus groups, Mrs. Work says. It makes our heroes seem less threatening. Amina turns to look at the 20-foot-tall, 60-foot-long robotic spider looming over the room. Um, she says. <laughs> Sometimes threatening can be a good thing. You see, as more superheroes emerge, there will be competing values. Some superheroes will have a naive idea that we should fight to save everybody. Amina looks confused. But wouldn't that be a good thing? Mrs. Work turns away from Amina, crossing her arms behind her back. It isn't strategic. Amina rolls her eyes, glad they're now covered by a mask. This complaint sounds just like Dagny. Only now Amina realizes that Dagny probably got this kind of language from her mom. In other words, when Dagny talks this way, she sounds just like Mrs. Work. Mrs. Work continues. Imagine one supervillain is threatening, say, a convention center, while another is threatening a city bus. You, the hero, can only save one. Which do you pick? Amina knows that when an adult asks a question like this, the adult thinks there's a right answer. But for the life of her, she does not know what it is. If you have a team, can't you just split up and save them all? She asks. Oh dear, Mrs. Work says. I sometimes forget that you powered people are still just children. The answer is simple. Statistically, you should always save the convention center. Think about it. 
Most people who ride the bus do so because it's all they can afford, meaning they probably contribute less than average to society. On the other hand, there's a good chance that the people at the convention center have important jobs, like being scientists or programmers or lawyers or some other profession that will make a huge difference to our world. Amina doesn't follow 100%, but this does sound a little worrying. Um, my dad's a programmer, she says, and he rides the bus. That's exactly my point, Mrs. Work says, but Amina fails to see how it is. We can't just rely on statistical models. That's why Binary Consolidated has built an app to deal with problematic questions like these. We call it HeroCall. People can use HeroCall to raise an alarm when they need help from a superhero. Each individual user is allowed to set the maximum amount they're willing to pay for such services. Naturally, the people who can afford to pay a higher amount are generally the people who make the most difference in our world, and these are the people who will receive our best services soonest. What about the people on the bus, Amina says, thinking of her dad. They will be taken care of as well, Mrs. Work says. But we can intelligently deploy heroes of fitting abilities. For instance, it would be silly to send a flyer with super strength to the bus. And someone like fish out of water to the convention center. I wish we could save everybody, but at least we can save fairly. Amina says, wait a minute. There are heroes who can fly and have super strength? Mrs. Work says, once I'm done with my work, there will be. Actually, this brings me to an important question. To build our app, we've ranked superheroes by power. This lets us send the right hero to the right emergency. No one has ranked over a 37 yet. By the way, Graphene, you're a 37. Amina smiles to herself, but her smile fades as Mrs. Work continues. I'm very frustrated by this. We should have at least a 50. That's why I have built the supersuits. Graphene, when you wear a supersuit, it boosts you from a 37 to a solid 50. But that's not all. Mrs. Work gestures to the giant robotic suit. The NSE suit does even more. It will raise a competent pilot to a 60. Furthermore, if a super like you is wearing your suit and you are nearby the NSE suit, it will give you a power level of 60 or greater. This all sounds good to Amina, and she's not sure why Mrs. Work looks so frustrated. Mrs. Work continues, Amina, did you know that there's a mind controller in town? I don't have much information on him, but a superpower of this level means that even without a suit, he would rank near 80. Amina does and says nothing. She feels very nervous right now, even if she can't quite explain why. It's very dangerous for such an individual to be out there on her or his own, Mrs. Work says. It would be safer for them and safer for Quadropolis if this person would voluntarily meet with me and hear about what we are doing at Binary Consolidated. Mrs. Work leans into Amina. Would you be willing to extend that invitation on my behalf? Amina steps back. She's impressed with what Mrs. Work has done, 
And while she doesn't quite know what to think about the Hero Call app, she feels like she can't make a smart argument against it yet. But she also remembers Bernie talking about a code of ethics, a set of rules that he wouldn't break. That seems important too. She feels like she's not supposed to give him up, and she has a feeling that even extending this invitation might be a problem for Bernie. Before she has to come up with an answer, though, an alarm sounds in the warehouse. An entire wall of the warehouse turns into a video screen and starts playing a news channel. The news cameras show a water ski show on the River Majestic, right in front of Majestic Dam. A helicopter that had been filming the show lost control and crashed into the dam. On top of all of this, the dam has started to crack. Mrs. Work steps forward. If that breaks, it will flood half of Quadropolis, Amina shouts, and the water skiers will be in trouble. Tapping her fingers together, Mrs. Work says, this is a perfect opportunity. She walks over to a storage crate and retrieves her own supersuit. Mrs. Work taps the comm and barks, Kyle sent fish out of water to the dam. Then Mrs. Work slides the control on her own supersuit, and it snakes onto her body. As it does so, one of the massive limbs of the NSC suit gracefully swings into motion. A claw opens at the tip of the spidery leg, and it plucks Mrs. Work off the ground and gently places her into the cockpit of the NSC suit. Mrs. Work says, Decide quickly, Graphene. I hope you're part of the team, because Quadropolis needs heroes right now. Thank you, dear listener, for taking in another episode of Just Us Weirdos. Remember, you can find us online at justusweirdos.com or look on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Just Us Weirdos and Instagram at Just Us Weirdos Podcast. Don't forget about our promotion. You can send in your artwork or your weirdest superpower idea with the hashtag WeirdoPower and you'll be entered into a drawing for a free Just Us Weirdos t-shirt. I don't think I need to tell you this, but just in case, be sure to subscribe to Just Us Weirdos in the podcast app of your choice. And if you're the type of person who has an Apple account, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review or recommendation. Joe Karnwoff has more new music out on Spotify. Be sure to check him out. We so appreciate the original music that he and his brother wrote for our introduction. We're also fans of Cinderella, who performed Love Hustler, which you're listening to right now. Thanks for giving us permission to use this great song. Additional music includes Zigzag by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Thanks for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos.